0: Hello with another episode of Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, in joined by my D&D partner, Hunter Van that sounded so wrong, I take that back. Swing back around. My cleric, Hunter Van lyrup Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> cleric? Okay. I mean, yeah, I'll take it. I'll give you A I class. Mean,
1: bar- barb might be a little bit better for me since I'm loud and annoying, but you know.
0: I mean, that was I was going to say that, but thank you for taking it. I'll take it.
1: cleric. I mean, you'd be a paladin.
0: I mean yeah duh. Yeah. That's easy. Everyone
1: knows. Yeah. yeah. Like Claire comes off too religious. Paladin has a religious aspect to it, but it also has a more of a hero aspect to it. You know, you wouldn't be a rogue. Plus that would be like kinda of racist in a way. You know, I feel like How? uh James is a ro- rogue because rogues steal. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's you know, so my brain was like Paladin makes the most sense for James' character but to make a fun joke, rogue, but I you know. <laughs> I'm not getting canceled. I uncanceled myself in the last
0: episode, so you
1: you no, did. no more canceling. I'll recancel myself in a few episodes, but not right now.
0: Eventually, you will. You'll say something. <laughs> Eventually, and we will go right back to where it was. <laughs> I don't, I don't say anything that would get me officially canceled. <laughs> no, it's God, just no. like funny canceled. <laughs> it's it's just a running joke that we've had forever. That we need a yeah. T-shirt that says #CancelHunter.
1: No, only when I get into the industry and once people know it's like an actual joke and not like an actual movement. Because I don't want to get canceled. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't I mean... do anything. <laughs> no, it's not.
0: oh god. Oh, by the way, I like the new setup. I was, I, I my phone finally upgraded the uh, app that we used. Oh for yeah, the it, it looks just
1: like Spotify now. Yeah.
0: I don't uh... know if I don't know if they
1: bought them, but it seems that way based off the uh, like. It's not April, so why does the app look just like Spotify but purple? Yeah. It's also it's still Anchor. But it's labeled as podcasters on my phone and it says Spotify for podcasters, but when you pull it up, it still says anchor.
0: Yes, mine is like Spotify by uh, it says Spotify by whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah,
1: I mean cool, man. It's awesome. The integration from uh Spotify is gonna be ever present soon. They yes. were talking about the integration in one of the emails I got
0: oh okay. anchor. Cool. So hey man, I'm excited. Yeah. So guys, if you didn't see last week we posted an interview on Hunter's unknown uh untitled interview show. Uh, where we interviewed Phil Russett, who is a writer in our last book of Unknown Heroes. Guys, Unknown Heroes is coming out May 1st on Kickstarter. We will be linking everything when we first get the links up coming soon. It's a hero anthology with brand new writers, with brand new talent from writers and artists, showcasing different themes. This year's theme is... Team-ups. I don't know why. (laughs) You came up up
1: with the team-ups idea, and you were still like, uh...
0: Team-ups. I Uh, I came up with villains. Yeah, team-ups. So guys, if you want to see cool superheroes teaming up, working together, or working against, each- I don't know, it's fun stories with cool superhero team ups with a bunch of these cool writers and artists.
1: Yeah, oh, we got a we,
0: You know, we had great
1: teams last time, but we upped our ante. We got oh everybody, God. we got most everybody returning, and then yeah, we like fucking people. We got big, big dick people. energy going into this. Oh, if
0: you follow <laughs> us on, on Twitter at Unknown Heroes KS or on Instagram at Unknown Heroes Anthology. You can follow us there with all the announcements, all the links there. And then we will be linking it to the the rest of the stuff on the, you know, fun website. Yeah, or, I'll put the uh, links in the descriptions once we actually have them. Have them? <laughs> we should be, should be getting by the end of the month. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it's really just one thing I have to do. and I am just been lazy to do it. Yeah. And then it's just easy. And then it goes, it just gives you the follow link. But mm. guys, uh, we were talking comics. And we were brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics. out was in New York. Uh, now let's start the show for some news. First, Chip Zdarsky throws up some teaser art. For his and Marco Tuchello's current run on Daredevil coming to an end, quote maybe August 2023. Um, so it looks like uh, Sadovsky's coming off the book after. To be fair, so everyone that doesn't know, like if you're reading Dead Daredevil like currently, it's only on issue like 13, 14. Yeah, um, they rebooted. They they always relaunch after every like mega Daredevil event. So it was uh, Man Without Fear. It was Sadovsky was writing. And there was Man Without Fear. <laughs> Um. Then it was Daredevil again, and then it was another event, and then it was Devil's Reign, and now we're in this run. He's been, uh, Sezarski's been writing Daredevil for the last five years, six years.
1: I think so. Yeah, his new run started in twenty twenty two. uh after Devil after um Devil's Reign, but I that. forget. Yeah, so I forget when years. the
0: original Daredevil. How long ago that started? Not you know the right? original. No. But... Right. Well, yeah. Let me look that up real quick because I do want to. I'm looking it up now. I got you. Yeah, okay, got it, got it. Uh, yeah, it looks like from 2019. Yeah, he's been running it for a while. Yeah, tr- I mean, to be
1: fair, we had a little bit of a gap for comic books, but only by a few months. But yeah, he's been doing from 2019 to 2023. Yeah, so has been little Mister Zadarski, my big man.
0: Yes, yeah, so that's the whole thing. So if you guys are, like, mm-hmm. looking at the numbers, numbering and going, oh, why are they canceling his series at, like, 13, 14, whatever's <laughs> going to end up being at the nah.
1: Yeah, the first book he did ran for 36 issues, and then he had the five-issue spinoff and the Devil's Reign event. So he's at least 50 issues deep plus the new run, so he's going pretty hard. I actually probably have to go back and get all that. I can't. Dude, just wait for the omnibus to come out. I don't want to because I, I already have Devil's Reign.
0: Oh, okay, yeah,
1: the, yeah, because uh, they they did like the Venom omnibus from yeah, uh, what's his fit, from Donnie Cates, which had uh, included King of Black and Absolute Carnage, but none of the spinoffs, just the stuff he wrote. Yeah. So the Daredevil um, Chip Zdarsky omnibus will be one through thirty six, Devil's Rain, uh Woman Without Fear, probably, even though he didn't fully write that one, and then uh, whatever he finishes up with with the second bit.
0: No, I get it. It's it, it, the it, probably that's the one I'll probably scoop up. That's fair because I do, I do, I, I kind of do want to like get his entire run. His, he has done a great job. Oh, sorry. Um, then more just posted up Nightwing as Toku hero. Sorry. Nice. I'm sending it to you right now because so cool. good. Um, I get distracted easily by Toku nonsense. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I liked Sadovsky's run a lot. I think what he did, um, as Daredevil's like main writer for so long is that. He's done something where some artists haven't, or some writers haven't been able to do is, which is maintain a a, an ongoing story without having this kind of like messy setup. to most, I think I think Mark Wade was the
1: last Daredevil writer to get like a long running run. Yeah, true. Yeah. uh, Otherwise, it kept passing between. I think Charles Soule did a few issues. He had like a thirty-six issue run. But like Mark Wade was like the biggest one before
0: Zadarski. He is. He is actually.
1: That's if what I'm would... remembering correctly, I could be wrong, but I know Mark Wade did a lot of Daredevil. <laughs>
0: That's right. They just did breaking news for Star Wars. are they Al- talking Al- about Al- that for... metal thing? No, for the Alkalite show. Uh, Alkalite TV show.
1: Oh yeah, is that not on here? No, it's not. Is it the breaking news or release date of 2024? Because thank uh... you. Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's not really breaking news. We knew it was coming in 2024.
0: Well, that's it's an update they, now.
1: They, yeah, they started filming it, or at least started like initial photography or cinematography on it uh, a few months ago yes. with um, Squid Game Guy and uh, Daphne Keene, I think, is in yes, it.
0: Yes, she is. It's um, set during the High Republic era, roughly a century before the events of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, the story will follow Jedi Knight. Um hate you the Hate You Give star Amelia Stanberg and her former teacher, Squid Game Star, uh Lee Junyun, as they investigate a mysterious threat to the galaxy. Carrie and and Daphne Moss...
1: Keane is supposed to be a Sith.
0: Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss and Daphne Keen will appear in supporting roles, and Keen is sent to heavy focus on the Sith. Yeah, boy. This is gonna be interesting, because this is gonna be the rise of the
1: Sith in the new canon. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they have in store for us with uh this cast, which is fucking nuts. Nice.
0: This looks good. I don't mean like I mean to come off the Daredevil stuff. I'm like, oh no, no, it's yeah. I mean the Daredevil stuff is coming to a close anyway. I mean, yeah,
1: it's I mean, sad. I mean, every book has to come to an end. You don't want to overstay your welcome because then you end up repeating story beats. Oh, I yeah. feel like as great as Venom was from Donny Cates, there were a few arcs where I was just like, this again. All right, here we go.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know, I yeah. I agree with you. that they, 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 happens all the time. You know,
1: yeah, that's... and I mean, look at Dan Slott's Spider Man. I love it, but man, did it hit the same beat every
0: six arcs? Yeah, but sometimes that works for a certain story. It's it's for Spider Man stories. That's yeah, why, like, you can go back and redo certain things for Spider Man, and it works each and every time.
1: Yeah, Daredevil requires a strict amount of like Christian guilt that uh, eventually you run out of things to guilt him on. Yeah, and uh, it gets at least that you've dream- already covered. Yeah, it does get boring. I mean, Daredevil, uh, Chips done a really good job at keeping this Daredevil run very fresh. Yes, yes, he has. Throwing him in jail, replacing him with Elektra, Devil's Rain, obviously, you know, and Kingpin is just a clear-cut, fucking awesome villain. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I feel like Donny Case really knows how to write him. He does. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So now he's on Krakoa. <laughs> well, that's great. That's a great part of it. Has he appeared in any X Men books? No, this is the first time. <laughs> Which X Men book was it?
0: Oh, he's uh, he was in um, Devil's Red X Men.
1: Oh, okay, and that's at the end of the series. was him going? I'm now a Cohen man. Oh, no, no. Uh, when going... did he
0: walk on? Last week. Like With literally... what issue? X Men twenty. The Daredevil issue? No, X Men 20. twenty. Okay, so he was in X Men twenty as well. Very yeah. Cool. So he because what happened was because he's married to Typhoid Mary. He gets. It's the idea that he gets amnesty for being married to a sister of Krakoa, so he can't be accused of all the crimes. he's It's running diplomatic immunity, oh, right? <laughs> um, but what's happening now is that, like, because of how Devil's Reign X Men went down with with him versus Emma, now that he's living on the island and Typhoid Mary is running around like a crazy person, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 only gonna last like.
1: At most, like, eight issues.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see what happens because i it's mm-hmm. not – I don't think it's going to last that long. Like, I think it's the next story arc, but, like, I also like what they're doing with X-Men. I know there's another, like, a micro tangent, but, like, <laughs> I think with X-Men, the main book itself, how they're doing, like, mini crossovers with other books. Like, they did a crossover with their – currently mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel. You know, they did – they were in uh, Dark Web. They were mm-hmm. in the Daredevil event you know, I think the X-Men, Jerry Doug and X-Men, because he writes all the crossover tie also for the other books, is what the X-Men should be right now. It's like, mm-hmm. you have Krakoa with immoral, immortal, X-Men, immortal X-Men and all the other stuff, and you have Sinister going on right now, which is fantastic. Um, but then you have this, like, oh, and then your X-Men being superheroes will be just an X-Men, then go have fun. Yeah. You know, so I like that a lot. So, sorry my concerns, but I want to see a Daredevil X-Men crossover where he has to invade Krakoa with the hand. With his fist, sorry, with the fist,
1: that'd be pretty interesting. That would be that's sh- That should be like the final um, arc for Daredevil, like Daredevil versus the X Men or something. It's cool. Called- or or you can set it up like a like a like a, what is it, uh, Matt Murdock v
0: Krakoa or something like that, like yeah, uh, like an old fashioned court case. The next, the next story uh, for Daredevil is called Isolated, and it's him with the because now he carries the the shield of U.S. agent with mm-hmm. him when he fights so like it just says it has that cracked and him like in the bloody mud and uh bloody snow and it's just mm-hmm. isolated so who knows interesting yeah so and then we have coming in august will be the next event so we'll find out yeah, yeah, more yeah. later on this year so i feel like it's not even going to be an event i
1: think it's just going to be like um just a finale like like 12 issues like with a banner that's like Devil's End or something like that, where it's like yeah. the like, like Dead Man Logan, where it was like an right. event book in quotes, where it was like the God. end of a character, but it yeah. was just
0: a 12-issue story. What's well, the whole thing? I do think, and, and to be fair, it's not like the game where the Dead Devil. No, to, no, no. just getting off. Yeah. Right. That's phrasing? You want to repeat that one Oh, no. He, he did cool. Sex Criminals. I don't repeat that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, That's the whole thing. Like He definitely is like, he's leaving the book. And I think that, and we were talking this off mic and stuff and, and today, and it does seem like he's doing this on his own accord. This isn't a we have to do this because you are bogging down the books or your book's not selling. Let's wrap your stuff up. This is kind of like, dude, you've been on this book for five years, and he's like, I'm done with my story. I'm leaving, yeah, like, and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna play into your your Daredevil Reborn era stuff when the show comes out.
1: Yeah, I think what we have for like our idea for a Guardians book, I think we only have like four or five volumes, like well, twenty five
0: issues. We're children, and we we have. I mean, a lot. We, no but like we but 5 trilogy.
1: volumes is 25 issues is not really that much minus the event nonsense that we have in our heads because that's always fun but like I only have, like, a 25-issue Guardians run that I could think of. I mean, obviously, your ideas are still in your head, or we haven't thought of certain ones. But, you know, I only have, like, 25 issues I want to do currently. So I get it.
0: Like, when you're out of ideas, you're out of ideas. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you just don't want to, like, not everything. But you don't want to always use all your ideas at once or, like, all. Yeah, because, like, you know, this idea that
1: just is missing one thing that you're going to force, you could wait two years, and then an event could do something to one of the characters that makes your idea better.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. sometimes
1: it's just timing. Yeah, that's how all it is most time. the you time. Know? So I'm excited to see what uh, the Hivemind boys have planned for Guardians. But I also hope that they don't step on our non-existent toes. <laughs> because we have some cool ideas, but I feel like that they're like obvious ideas for certain aspects. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, we're going to get scooped. We're going to get scooped. I know. So, I don't want someone to come in and just scoop our idea. No, <laughs> not no, not no. that we've put it anywhere, but still. <laughs> no, no. Adjacent thinking and such. I know,
0: exactly. Sorry, there's a thing Gus. you got to see. You were tagged in. Oh, from uh, our boy? Yeah, from our boy. Is it another promo? Yes. Oh, By the way, yeah. you guys should check out our promos from, Uh, our oh, sorry, coming from, in Unknown Heroes. It's under my account or uh, uh Hunter's account, or you can follow us at Toku USA. Studios on uh, Instagram. You see all the promo stuff for stuff coming out. It's wild. Yeah, man. Gaff definitely knows, Gaff really <sighs> knows what's up. I gotta repost it because it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I hate him so much.
1: <laughs> you hate him, but you love him. I know. He never uh,
0: disappoints.
1: He's our scamp. He is. All right. Let's get on to some more news because we got plenty to cover, kind of. Speaking of Daredevil, though, let's keep the Daredevil train rolling. Yes, Michael, right. I'm gonna butcher this last name, Cuesta from Dexter and Homeland Fame, is attached to direct the pilot episode of Daredevil Born Again for Disney Plus. All right,
0: so Hell
1: yeah, dude, Dexter's crazy good, except for the last season, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. But then well, they they made a reboot season, kind of, which was better, so you know. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So and I've like... only seen a few episodes of Homeland, and I, I've heard good things. So I'm excited for, like, this guy who covers, like, serial killer shows and, like, government crime shows to do Daredevil. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, it's just the first episode, but still, it sets a good precedent, you know? It does. It does. I think... Especially because it... it's going to be 18 episodes, he could easily come back for, like, five or six episodes, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the big thing with, with Born Again... And again, similarly with the comics, that like there is a, a fresh styling on Daredevil out. Mm. Dude, what I think is hilarious
1: is that so most Disney Plus shows are six, not counting the animated one because that's like what 10, 12 episodes. Yeah, um, yeah. Just counting the live action shows, most of them are anywhere between six to eight episodes. With Wanda be with WandaVision being the exception because it's like a thirty minute show right. ended up being nine episodes. Yeah. I like the idea that Daredevil has eighteen episodes, and my brain is just thinking every six episodes will be an arc and they're basically just making a Daredevil movie trilogy because they couldn't do it prior because Netflix had it. <laughs> I mean, true. It comes, because like, every six episodes comes off like a movie if you're watching the um the MCU content. Like, Moon Knight is six episodes. That's like a little movie, you know? I right. mean, it's a limited series, but it's yeah. like what they would do for a mo- with a movie with expanded little bits. Right. So I, I think <laughs> setting it up as like three, if they're doing it as arcs and not episodic, like She-Hulk, if you're, excuse me, if you're setting it up as arcs, and you're doing like four to six episode arcs. It's basically just doing a daredevil trilogy. It is just because you
0: can, and
1: it it's very cool.
0: It Really is. It's not. It's not. Yeah. You, you can, and that's what you should do. It feels very much like um, which. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm about to say like the Green Lantern uh, where they 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 uh, pitch for the Green Lantern TV shows. It's like True Detective, like yeah, but like so it's the daredevil thing. It looks like it's going to yeah. be more of a crime thriller. Um, with some lawyer stuff,
1: but that's kind of what the original, original. that's what the um, the Netflix one was. It was like a yeah. crime drama with some lawyer stuff in it. I mean, yeah. they kind of lost the sauce for the lawyer stuff come the end of season two. Yeah. Season one had some, season two mostly just had the trial of the Punisher. Yeah. Season three had like no lawyer shit except for Foggy and um, okay. we didn't even see any court cases. Karen was mostly doing investigative journalism at that point. Yeah, it, it just sucks that we lost the sauce of the uh, idea of Dare. A lot of people were like, "You cannot bring back Foggy Nelson and Deborah and Worrell because they were for part of the you know you know Foggy and Nelson, Nelson and Murdoch." And I'm like, dude, he did lawyer stuff for a season and a half.
0: Yeah, like who cares? And also, who cares? Like, people did more lawyering than Daredevil did. Yeah, like it. Also, who cares? It's a Daredevil <laughs> show. I don't I <laughs> want to see court. I want to see punch stuff. Like, I mean, I, I want to see like I,
1: I want to see like a few court things. I don't. I want to punch Stiltman. That's why I want to do that. <laughs> Stiltman should definitely be in it. I mean, because he's an e- yeah. he's an easy throwaway character.
0: Yeah, it's also like a gag. If you want to make yeah. it where like he's been active for a little bit, and that's what the one of the gags are. Yeah, um, Stiltman's just
1: been around, and they're like, "Really, Stiltman's your arch nemesis?" And Daredevil's like, "I'm getting back into it, okay?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been Daredevil since the blip, and it just happens to be that Stiltman is robbing banks, and
0: I can get him. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> like that's I I don't think there's like a, a problem with it. I just like mm-hmm. going with Daredevil reborn. Like it's a cool idea. Like let's see what they born want again. to do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, born again. Sorry, born again.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, this is the same concept.
0: Yeah, I think what's cool about it though is that we're all leaning towards like having somebody that has done detective TV shows doing a show like this makes at sense. least setting up the show, right? Having well, that's what I mean. Like having someone like that in the beginning yeah. is going to show you kind of like the tone and the, the hopefully movement. right. I mean, yeah. look at She-Hulk for example. Like, yeah, some episodes are totally different, right? And also tend to be different. And, and I mean, and, it
1: still sticks itself as a comedy for every episode, but like there are some
0: episodes that are darker than others. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. what I think it is. Like, so like with this, we'll see. You know, we'll mm-hmm. just definitely see. I'm excited to see what we got. We'll move to, to our next final piece of Disney news. Um Mars would if introduced a new Native American Native American hero named Karahoe. Kayori, I think. Or, right, I could right, be wrong. For yeah. season two with the episodes uh centered on pre-colonized North America. So what it is actually is is if the Tesseract crash landed in pre colonial United States uh, North America instead of in uh Norway. Mm-hmm. Um and going from there so i think they are
1: introducing a brand new character she's
0: not even from the comic books no she's new so like
1: so i was talking about this with the boys and i may have mentioned it to you or i may have mentioned it on the podcast last week i'm not positive but the idea of what if yeah isn't just because the comics is what if conan was like in modern day what if jane foster was thor what if if Ghost Rider was real. Like we right. had stories that kind of bend the the reality of like, what if is, but the TV show is based off the MCU properties. Yes. So introducing a brand new character who's never been in the MCU before, right? And and like the idea is instead of landing in Norway, it lands in colonial pre colonialized North America. Right. Sure. Which but still is part. Then of the just MCU do like concept. Thor
0: or Loki. But like, why are you introducing a brand new character? Because it's in a completely different area of the world. I think what's happening I think the thing is they how they tie the Tesseract in the MCU to Asgard and like Norway is how they're going to tie it to like um whatever Native American culture the gods they're going to take from. Mm-hmm. As them being empowered by the, the Tesseract instead. Mm-hmm. Instead, we'll of like- see.
1: I mean there's there's um so Funko actually leaked the design for Corey. Or however you pronounce it prior. Yeah. Um, and they also had another design for Hella that looked like she was, um, let's see if I can get it Funko Soda Hella. Yeah, um, I saw that one. It looked like it was like um, like a Mulan, like feudal Japan style outfit. Right. That might be another episode, though. Yeah, I think that might be a Shang-Chi uh, crossover. Like, what if Hella yeah, was a Shang-Chi bad guy? Or Because like even, even like the artwork on the soda can. Makes her look like she is from, like, like it's it's not a Norse god.
0: You know what right. I mean? Well, it's fine. Like, I think this with the, again, I think what they're doing with it, if this is a, any indication of what season two is, besides the the one episode that we know is a layover from season one. Yeah, and then
1: we also know that there's a sequel to Captain Carter episode coming. Right.
0: So, outside of those, I think what's really good about this is that they are leaning into the idea that these are what ifs like truly like the old school era. it's not just like oh the symbiote went to someone else no this is like the symbiote went to someone else and the, like what happens now yeah you know it's like it's not like the symbiote went to spider-man the symbiote went to like you know oh the, or sorry the the um i just reread it for the secret wars one uh yeah. peter being possessed by the symbiote cool you know but then it does a whole like, then it veers off so crazy like mm-hmm. that's what's the cool old school what ifs yeah. uh that's why I hope the show leans into more – Like that's why my favorite episodes of the What If series were like, <clears throat> what if there was um, a serial killer on the loose? What yeah, if, and, and then it, it was like – it was fucking
1: – yeah, Killmonger saved Tony in Iron Man 1.
0: Yeah. The
1: um the outfit that What If Season 2 Captain Carter, the Funko Soda, is – looks more like she's a knight. That's weird. Yeah, I'll send you the uh, – yeah, fucking... image. I mean, this is just a link to the um <laughs> the Amazon uh, listing for it, but it has like a zoom in you can uh, check out, and then in the back, it, it, like the top and the bottom, you can see um if you like scroll down, you can see Hella and Corey as well for their okay. pseudo designs that we get. But yeah, she's wearing like greaves and like a suit of armor. And it looks like she's more like Cameloty than she is um. Okay. That she is Captain America, because yeah, if you look at, like, the it. other Funkos, uh, Pop, she doesn't have the armor, and we know what Captain Carter normally looks like.
0: Yeah, they, they, well, they? oh, no, they made her, like, pretty much, like, actually Captain Britain more than, like, a Captain Carter. Yeah, she then has, Wayne, like,
1: a, she has, like more of a knight attire.
0: Yeah, but they made her, like, look like actually Captain Britain, like, you know what I mean, over...
1: Yeah. I'm excited to, to see
0: probably. what this one's gonna be. Yeah, the hell one looks like she has the, the Ten Rings.
1: Yeah, well, no, it's the 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 uh the chase is represented as daggers. Oh, okay. Yeah, the normal one is her without the daggers, and the chase is the one with the daggers that go up her arms. But it does very much look like a ten ring situation. Yeah. Except it's more in tune with Hella's uh daggers from Ragnarok. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. So I'm excited to see like what this is about because if this is like Kate Blanchett, like that might be a little bad. But if it's like the chick from and I, I say chick as not derogatory. Um, the female actress from Shang-Chi, the sister. Like oh, okay. Kind of gives me more vibes of like that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, well, because it's a feudal. Like, I just don't want them to be racist. You know, no, no, no. well, like, like, don't pull a Matt Damon in the Great Wall. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, don't just be like Matt Damon's here, and you're like, why? Tom Cruise last time, right? Like, I, I mean, but, but that that was a white savior thing, as opposed to like him being born and raised there. You know,
0: <laughs> no, no, you weren't. Like, no, you absolutely yeah. weren't. <laughs> so.
1: But, yeah, man, I'm excited to see what they got cooking for Season 2 of What If. That's actually one of the things I'm excited about just because it's good, like, popcorn, like, yeah, content. Because, like, it's not, in, not super-duper important to the larger MCU. Yeah. It's animated. It's easier to digest. And it's just, like, Party Thor. Like, that's a fun episode. You I know what I mean? Episode. I know because you don't like fun. But yeah. then we have like the the yellow jacket murder mystery and the fucking what is it the the, the Ultron like with arm with Armin Zola proper like that was cool
0: that was cool actually
1: yeah so like there are a couple cool episodes like the Captain Carter episodes obviously very cool very fun and that's the the biggest standout character they created for whatever reason uh, it happens man yeah
0: it absolutely happens yeah it, it
1: was so much so that they showed up in a live action movie and the comic books yes <laughs> absolutely yeah. A lot of people are like, "Man, Marvel really loves Captain Carter, huh?" And I'm like, "I mean, I guess. I, like, I guess <laughs> it's just it's Haley Atwell, so yeah." Who doesn't love her? Absolutely. All right, let's get into our weird piece of news that I
0: have no other information about besides this. The original and Naruto anime is uh, rece- re- receiving four brand new episodes to celebrate the show's twentieth anniversary. So. Um,
1: do you have any ideas on what it is? Do you think it's going to be new episodes, like oh. new content to fill in
0: gaps? Or do you think it's going to be like four long recap episodes? No, so they did say some of it to leak out. What they're doing mm-hmm. is adapting some of the um, standalone manga uh, that they did, like the Sakura Sasuke uh, mission, like that, that told like when they actually got together, yeah. uh, stuff like that. They're going to adapt them into episodes. Um, normally they would use, use, use to do OVAs. Um, But now it's doing it as like here's a full episode and these like little short little stories. Okay, um, that's very cool. Like an anthology what, of sorts, just right. to add to
1: the lore of Naruto and fill yeah. in some
0: gaps we may have missed it's, in between. Well, it's, like, it's, this and it's just it's just the stuff that they did in anime. There are like manga that they made. That yeah, are, well, I'm, I'm talking about anime. just the anime version. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. filling the anime the, gaps that weren't the actual anime filler episodes. <laughs> right, exactly. They, but the, yeah, that's what they did. So they took the, uh, I know the Sakura one. Cause that's that first came out first, and everyone's like, why the hell are they doing that story? Like, no, it's the Sakura Sasuke story that they mm-hmm. keep talking about in the the anime. But if you read the manga, there is a short story that exists. Yeah. Um right. it's very much like doing that. Like let's fill the gaps in by animating the stuff that we missed last time.
1: Mm-hmm. Very cool. And it's a good 20-year anniversary. I know Mr. Beast yeah. wants to fund a remake of Naruto. Missing, that like Mr. for Mr. modern Beast audiences.
0: Like let Mr. Beast
1: fund us. Mr. Beast needs to be stopped. <laughs> no, he needs to fund us. I don't care. Yeah, no, he said that one of his favorite anime of all time is Naruto, and he would love to re not reanimate per se, but like remaster oh, the original yeah. naruto manga i mean let sorry him, uh anime and that would him, be
0: fantastic let him, uh, actually you know what i'm gonna be oh i have a whole i'll tell you what, I'm like i have an idea i gonna text it to you so i don't forget it we're gonna <laughs> reach out to mr beast i
1: i only live two hours away from him i'll figure it out <laughs> uh so yeah i'm excited I, um how many like have you watched all of naruto before yeah, or okay
0: every i've watched I've, every single episode.
1: I've only seen every dubbed episode, so because Shippuden stops at a certain point, but the video games are dubbed and they continue the story from there. If like if you watch all the dubbed Shippuden content, it leads up to uh, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Four, the last bit, because they don't cover they don't fully dub the Ninja War. No, because by the time they were finished dubbing like the beginning of the Ninja War, Boruto was coming out, so they had to switch teams. Which is crazy. <laughs> That's an interesting idea, but I don't think that'll do anything. I'll take it a swing. <laughs> do whatever you want, man. <laughs> take a swing. <laughs> hey, Mr. Beast, we heard you wanted to make Naruto. Here's not Naruto. <laughs> take a swing. The man Take a swing. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch more Naruto. It's always good to pop it on every once in a while, even if not everything is dubbed. Nah, I'm I i I'm actually... Morito's taking a hiatus. It just got announced Could. that the anime is taking a hiatus so they can actually catch up on proper content instead of just doing more and more and more and more and more
0: filler. Yeah, I, uh, oh, I can't.
1: Naruto ha- is the... Besides, like, One Piece, but One Piece doesn't have that much filler because most well. of One Piece is just super long from the manga yeah naruto has actual seasons
0: yeah. of filler
1: yeah they which do. is is mind boggling Like i like, I mean bleach that too like oh, the Bount. bleach bleach is a terrible offender as well but at least bleach is consistent
0: yeah well they did it with uh the bout arc is uh mm-hmm. all filler yeah for bleach yeah yeah
1: but but Naruto is just like oh my god like Shippuden like Shippuden like season f- three, you watch the first episode and then everything else is filler after that for the next twenty five episodes. Oh god! So it's like what the funk? And some of them are like fifty episode seasons.
0: God, why? So it's fifty
1: episodes of filler in one of the seasons, and you're like, what? Like why? Just be- because they were it was such a popular show, they were going so fast that the manga couldn't keep up, so th- he would just authorize the fillers that the animation teams would come up with they'd pitch him like what if naruto met this guy named sora and they had like zombie magic a zombie ninjutsu and they were like sure do 30 episodes that sounds okay (laughs) so but but those characters never show up in the video games because it's like they don't matter you know exactly like like the sound ninja barely show up in the video games they were actually in the manga and the oh, sound yeah. ninja come off as a filler arc, even though it's not.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Like it's just ninja, the, the the sound yeah. arc is big and that's where you get meet Orochimaru for the first time because he's posing as the Kage he, he's posing as a Kage from there. Yeah, but it's funny that like
1: those characters never get any playtime besides Orochimaru.
0: Well, that's cause all that matters is Orochimaru right? I know, those but arcs, it's just like it... in the entire series, besides Madeira. Yeah, I mean um
1: yeah Madara, and then whoever that last one is that they All threw the in the last fucking twenty episodes are so like, just kidding, it's this and you're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Who's this? <laughs> Who's it's his, it, his it's like lady. the it's like the one that really orchestrated the death of, of, of Naruto's dad. And I'm like Pfft. I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> or the the one that originally imprisoned uh the the great fox spirit before Naruto I haven't watched. Like yeah. I haven't watched the last bit because it's not dubbed. I'm Like Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this villain that comes up in the last second? Who's like a goddess or something? Yes, she is crazy. Crazy. And then Boruto goes back to like regular nonsense. Like we're fighting the rival ninjas from across the river. Yeah, but it's man. like, but your dad fought a god. It's like yeah, whatever. Yeah, like I can't. <laughs> anyway, I can't. All right, let's move on to our topic, topic of guys. the
0: week. Guys, if you didn't know from the start of the episode, we were talking D&D and comic books. Guys, if you don't know what D&D is, this is a Dungeons & Dragons board game that's been around since the 80s. Go check that out. I'm not explaining D&D to everybody. It's a tabletop so, RPG, The Satanic Panic. Go look it up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. So, Hunter, since it's a very rare an episode that I do not know what's going on in, because it rarely, rarely. Normally, I lead on those topics. Hunter's going to school me. And some D&D comics.
1: School you. I'm just going to list off the ones that I researched. Oh, That's oh my it. God. <laughs> no, so the D&D comic books first go back to um, 1981 and 82 when they first started getting the D&D uh, books out of the Satanic Panic era and into commercial uh, viewers again with the launch of the animated kids show. Yes. Which actually does get a reference in the upcoming movie, D&D, Honor Among Thieves, which is why we're talking about this. No, we're not sponsored, but I figured – there are so many Dungeons & Dragons comic books.
0: The movie's coming out. I'm excited. I love Chris Pine. You know, we could have waited in this episode when the Dungeons & Dragons anime the Saturday morning adventures book came out. Well, that, that, but, but, the movie,
1: but, the, yeah, but the movie comes out this Friday. So it works. Oh, this Friday. Yeah, I the movie Shazam's comes out this Friday.
0: Friday. No, Shazam's out next Friday. No, Shazam's this Friday too. No, they're not fighting each other. One of them's out on the 17th. Yeah. Uh, that's this Friday.
1: Um, I guess. Right, let me look at it. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Am I wrong? Honor Among Thieves. When is Honor Among Thieves coming out?
0: Shazam is? is Honor Among Thieves next week. I mixed them up, but it's fine, baby. Like, Shazam's <laughs> this week. That's why I'm like, what are you I talking? saw a lot of hype for, D and,
1: for Dungeons & Dragons yesterday. A bunch of critic reviews were coming out. So I was like, oh, the movie must be dropping this Friday because no. all the critic reviews are coming out nah that's my bad but it doesn't really matter because we're talking about the comic books anyway we'll talk about yeah. shazam next week for the spoiler cast but for week right after. now the week after uh whatever if we don't have an episode we're gonna talk about it anyway yeah. so normally what we do is we
0: talk about the character and we've already well. we've already talked about shazam though. Did we? yeah probably no we didn't talk about shazam anyway who gives a shit it's dungeons and dragons uh, go ahead.
1: So, like I said before, the D&D comic books have been coming out since around 1981 and 82, where they were uh, just adapting very short-form content for basically advertisements for the basic expert sets of the original tabletop RPG. These ads were written by Stephen Sullivan with illustrations from uh, Jeff D. and Bill Willingham, who is from Fables. Uh, right. Those were divided into two sets to basic and expert, basic being done by Jeff D and the expert being done by Willingham. And then Marvel had a few runs of it before it got big. So did Epic illustration, Epic illustrated and heavy metal. They had br- brief like arcs and stuff that most of them are retellings of the ads. And then in 1985 publisher, uh, Planeta de Agostini is a Spanish language adaptation of the D and D animated television series. I just figured I'd mention that. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, after that, in 1987, they successfully launched their Dragon Lance campaign setting, which spawned a bunch of books that ended with DC acquiring them and reprinting the first three volumes from TSR. What's TSR? And CSR? then TSR is um, what's the acronym? It's not giving it to me. Oh, Tactical Studies Rules. Oh, from the the book.
0: The yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So then uh, DC Comics eventually picked it up around uh, 1981 and continued to publish them up until, where is it, 1994 when Marvel got their hands on it again for the Dragon Strike board game. But DC published just under 100 issues running from, like I said, 88, technically 87 to 91 with Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. The redo, Redone of the Dragonlance, Forgotten Realms, which is what most people know, and Spelljammer, which is like kind of like a sci-fi-esque kind of deal. Right. Each one ran from 36 to 15 issues. And then DC Comics had their final uh, story, which is written by Barbara Kessel, and it was an adaptation of the first three books of the Avatar series in the D&D campaign setting, labeled Avatar, War of the Gods. And then Marvel picked it up for Dragon Strike, which was only like an oversized one-shot. We got another little bit in the 90s for a few more issues when they released Baldur's Gate to coincide with the video game. And then in the mid-2000s and late-2000s, that's when they got their hands on more and more comic books. But these were published from uh, 21st Century Games to tie in with more games they were doing. They did stuff with Kenzer and Company, which is their longer-running ones where they had In the Shadows, Tempest Gate. They did a few black and white issues.
0: They did Vecna, which is one of the biggest bad guys they've done. That's also guys. If you don't, if you don't, some of these names sound familiar. It's in Stranger Things. So Stranger Things is based off of D. Yeah,
1: Stranger Things has very de- heavy D and D influences. So yeah, if I'm saying Vecna, I'm not talking about the dude from. <laughs> I'm not talking about the dude from Stranger Things. Yeah, no. But right around 2004 is when Devils Do Publishing and IDW started picking them up. Devils Do. Uh, Was the first bigger comic book company besides the big two, like the first bigger independent one to start picking up a lot of the original storylines. We had The Legend of Huma, which is uh, based off a novel in the D&D universe, which is a six-issue miniseries. Then we had The Legend of Dritz, which has been republished a bunch of times. That ran from 2005 to 2008. It was an adaptation of R.A. Salvatore's Dark Elf trilogy. It also covered the Icewind Dale trilogy and the Legacy Uh, that ran about 22 issues. Dragonlance had another revitalization, uh, and Devil's Dude copied those ones. Then we had a few one shots. And then that leads us into IDW's acquisition in 2010 after two years of dormant comic books from D&D. D&D kind of ran its course around the mid 2000, uh, yeah, the mid early 2000s. A lot of people were just kind of like, this is for nerds, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then around 2010, right around when Critical Role started to become really popular, uh, IDW ended up scooping up the rights to the D and D comic books, and they've had it ever since. Right. They've produced the regular D and D book, which ra- which lasted 16 issues and ran about two years, and then they've had just smaller mini series with Dark Sun, Legend of Dritz again, but some Neverwinter stuff, uh, more Forgotten Realms, Baldur's Gates, Shadows of the Vampire, which was um. Oh, man. Which was when Jim Zub started. All right. And he did um, – oh, man. Uh, it, was, it was Curse of Strahd uh, with the vampires. And then it gets into what we've kind of seen where we've seen Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons, which was a crossover with Oni Press, and they got an official rule book as well. And then me and you saw witness to Darkened Wish, Infernal Tides, and yeah. At the Spine of the World, and currently Mindbreaker – which are the current IDW uh, D&D comic books. Most of them, especially the ones written by Jim Zub, follow a very similar cast of characters, um, with most of them making appearances in the actual canon content for D&D, but most of them just making cameo appearances outside of the larger uh, D&D
0: storyline from 2012. Okay, that's not bad. That sounds interesting, actually. It's just like... um... Because you brought up Critical Role before, like mm-hmm. the comics just seem like at like a all a long form version of like the campaign just puts the. That's exactly
1: what exactly what it is. So yeah. the I'll get to the Critical Role stuff soon. I just want to finish up the actual D and D content before we get into people making their own D and D content, turning it into profit essentially. Yeah. So like I said, the first original crossover for D and D that came out in comic book format was the Rick and Morty D and D crossover. They had two graphic novels. And like I said, the core rule book, the second one was called Painscape. Jim Zub did those. those. Um, and then the other official dra- uh, Dungeons and Dragons crossover we had was stranger things, which crossed over with dark horse comics written by Jim up with Jody Hauser, who does the stranger things, comic books over at dark horse. Yeah. That lasted about five issues. There's a mini series. And then there are some stuff coming out like a webtoons book. That's not out yet and a children's book that isn't out yet that are official D&D content. But as of right now, they are yet to be released.
0: Okay, that's not bad.
1: Yeah, so now now let's kind of break down what's going on in the the world of expanded D&D content. Like,
0: expand... and but like unlicensed D&D content technically?
1: Yes and no. So Critical Role now is technically unlicensed. So Wizards of the Coast put out this thing recently where if you're making D&D content, like using their stuff and you're monetizing it, then you have to, they they own it. They own everything you do. Yeah. So Critical Role is trying to step more away from that and kind of creating their own stuff, but the comic books still fall into play. So Critical Role has uh, accrued... Um, Three volumes of Vox Machina Origins, a Tales of Exandria book, and a one-shot that came out for Free Comic Book Day, and all of the Mighty Nine Origins from Campaign 2. So, critical role, for those of you who don't know, is um, a bunch of voice actors, Matt Mercer, Sam Regal, Liam O'Brien, Travis Willingham, uh, Laura Bailey, Marisha Ray, oh my god, Ashley Johnson, and Towson, oh my god, I'm going to forget his last name, Towson Jaffe. Oh my god, I'm no, sorry Talison. Sure. If you're listening Talison, I'm sorry. So those uh, so they started doing uh D&D stuff, their voice actors of course. You know, D&D is like second nature to them. They all grew up on it. They're they're kids of that age. But it dropped off for a while and for Liam O'Brien's birthday back in like 2015, I think, or even earlier than that, they started running a campaign. Eventually Geek and Sundry asked them to do uh, live streams when d d started getting popular again, and since their voice actors, it blew up, because they're all... Everybody knows Matt Mercer. Everybody knows Liam O'Brien. Sam Regal was Donatello from the 2003 Turtle show. You know, Laura Bailey's been in everything. So, you know, everybody knows who these voice actors are. Um, So it just got really, really popular, and eventually they made comic books, and there's a TV show on Amazon called The Legends of Vox Machina. So... And, and and that kind of spurred the not only the uh, podcasting world, but and then the YouTube world, but the comic book world and the TV show world for doing Dungeons and Dragons at being cool again. Yeah, that's how like, honestly, I think without Critical Role and the rise of D&D, I don't think we would have gotten Stranger Things proper.
0: I, mean, I think really Stranger weirdo. Things
1: still would have come out because it's based off the Montauk stuff. But I think the, all the yeah. references to
0: D&D might have been placated with something else. No, I mean, it still probably would have worked out. It just—I don't think the other people, that the people that are fans of, like that are newer fans of D and D, mm-hmm. would have appreciated it more. I think that all that stuff would have still been the same. Yeah. I just don't think we would see the the new back end rise of D and D because of things like Stranger Things and and Critical Role feeding the the the, the new generation of stuff. Because like literally like all those like each—I mean, besides the the monsters being named after monsters from D and D, but they explain mm-hmm. that in the show, like. Because it's set in the 80s, it kind of gives you that, like, oh, you don't have to worry about that type of thing, so Mm -hmm. it's fine, because, like, oh, D&D is a game from the 80s, you know, but I think um, Mm -hmm. now going forward, because of things like Stranger Things and, like, uh, Critical Role, like, if we just only had one or the other, it wouldn't be as strong. Yeah,
1: exactly. But there are plenty of other avenues that uh, comic book companies have tried to do to cover their bases on the comic book aspect of D&D, not just counting high fantasy books. Like, I'm not cool. going to be talking about Birthright. We're not going to be talking about, you know, curse words just because of Wizards, the main character. Like, yeah. we're going to be talking more so about books that directly have D&D as their direct influence or were podcasts that got turned into comic books. Yes. So obviously I'll just do a quick small rundown of the Critical Role stuff since they're the biggest and best. Dark Horse picked up the Critical Role comic books for Vox Machina Origins, starting off with um, Volume 1, which tells the tale like of the stuff that happened off-screen before their game started. Like, retelling everybody meeting and everybody, like, you know, figure out the characters. Oh, yeah, kind of one. what they did in the first two episodes of the TV show. Okay. And then it became an adaptation of the actual game eventually. Not the comic books, but the show. Uh, eventually, they did a sort of mini series in on the uh, Critical Role channel called Tales of Exandria, which was like a bridge between um, Campaign Two and Campaign Three, so they could so Matt could have time to create the world. So they made a comic book off that. That was about six or seven issues, and then they released Mighty Nine Origins, which Campaign 2's main characters all got like Dark Horse short form graphic novels, all relatively about two to three issues of content. Okay. wrapped up in a nice little hardcover detailing the origins of the characters that may have not been fully explained in the actual campaign, while some have been hints. These give you actual written origins from the from Matt Mercer, uh, I think Jody Hauser does a lot of them, and sort of Sam Mags, and then obviously each of the voice actors who made their characters get writing credits and helped write the stories for the characters. Okay. So that's like the critical role stuff. The other podcast that came out of this and became comic books is the Adventure Zone. That's for the McElroy Brothers. Okay, They oh, I do they, know that, uh, the Adventures on, yeah. Yeah, they've done I want to say f- I think they're about to release their fifth volume of the Adventures on D&D book. It's more placated towards children in a way. It still has adult humor, but the kitty art style and the lesser dark themes of the overarching uh, podcast and book kind of have it as as a different beast. It also has a little bit more meta humor as Griffin, the D&D brother, um uh, Griffin McElroy, one of the main boys, Uh, his DM shows up in the panels and like talks to the characters because it's an adaptation I mean. of the podcast rather than an adaptation of the story of the podcast, if that makes any sense. Okay. Critical Role adapts the story and Adventure Zone adapts the podcast. Okay. Not bad. Uh, yeah. And other things that I do want to briefly touch upon that So the idea of Dungeons and Dragons, the tabletop RPG, comic books have taken from that to inspire, obviously, like high fantasy, like Birthright is definitely inspired by D&D. But there are some comic books that are Dungeons and Dragons inspired and some comic books that actually involve Dungeons and Dragons. So comic books that are D&D inspired are books like The Bequest, Rat Queens, and Coda from Boom Image and Aftershock
0: um not respectively reverse but how oh. did, um how i know i want to call it i know b courses because that was like literally a dungeon campaign that he wrote and that he turned well, into a comic
1: yes book. and no so the b quest from aftershock uh is a story i want to make sure it's aftershock is a story um from tim seeley that is not a, a campaign per se but mm-hmm. is all of his characters from his D&D campaigns in one
0: book. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, I know yeah. in the back of the issues, he had, like, the the character build sheets.
1: Yeah, so it, it's characters that he made for his games that he threw into a real-world fantasy tale, where his D&D characters get sucked into the real world because someone's going back and forth. Blah, 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 nonsense, cool stuff. Yeah. But it, it's all characters that he's played before. Or at okay. least, like, maybe his wife played. I don't know if Tim sees me I apologize. But... You know, like there are some characters that like he played, some that his friends played, but most of them are his characters. Right. Him and uh, Freddie Williams the did that story. It lasted about five or so issues. Five issues. Yeah, and it's super fun. It uh it, it comes off like a a D D campaign because it kind of is. It's based off his characters that he played.
0: Yeah uh the so, other you say coda so, so you say coda what's that one coda's I, from it, but yeah but like... coda's
1: from cy spur and boom studios okay it is mostly uh just a high fantasy book but it is uh heavily inspired by apocalyptic versions of D D. uh spur has said that it is uh lord of the rings meets mad max but right. he's used the character in D D before okay so so that's they... why i bring it up yeah as I i it's not necessarily D&D inspired like B Quest but it is like a character used using okay, a sense. style yeah, of right. yeah fantasy world yeah and the last one that i'm going to talk about that is less so involved with D&D with one exception is Rat Queens from Image yeah let say like that's not Rat, is it? Though? Rat Queens Rat Queens is not a D&D book nor is it character i mean he uh Ryan Ferrer i think is the creator of Rat Queens um i'm sorry Curtis J Weeb and then um Ryan Ferrer uh, did that one uh, though he's they, they've used a character or two in a and d campaign before but this one is more directly tied to D&D because of the promotion uh, and the covers that they do are all references to D&D core books with like the the outlines and the images in the middle and it comes off like a campaign of five friends playing as like elves and and, and just doing fantasy nonsense. All right. So, like I said, it's less so D&D, but more so inspired than some other books. Like, there's classes. Like, one of them's a paladin, one of them's a cleric, one of them's a wizard, barbarian. Like, it, it's obviously, like, a and d book, but it's not Dungeons & Dragons, if that makes right. any
0: sense. No, no, gotcha.
1: Yeah, it's a higher fantasy than most. Yeah. But, and also, it's, like, sexy fun as well. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the, the the one caveat to this is... um. Is Quest Aside from Vault Comics and Brian Shamir, Uh, it is not necessarily a D and book, but it is the idea of what does the tavern do in D and D? Yes, like, heroes come and go from the tavern, but what if the tavern was the story? Yes, so that's why I included it on this list because it's aside from the quests. Yeah, you know, like when your re- your adventurers go to the the pubs, the pubs are like the, the idea of D and D is a lived in world.
0: Yeah. So like
1: if, if if you if your game chooses to just stay in one town for literally the entire game or you have one of your create like the DM run the entire campaign as the game and then one like city then, you know, you'll come across reoccurring characters in the tavern, like the weird orc bartender, or the weird goblin chef. Like, why are these yeah. characters here? What do they do? What are their backstories? Sometimes they're throwaway characters that the DM makes up on the spot. I'm Be guilty careful. of that. But sometimes they're fleshed out characters, like ex- old warriors, or old D&D characters, like one of the orcs that I used to use in my uh, bars was a character that I played in one of my first D&D games. Where I was like, eh, after he finished his quest, he just used all the money to buy a bar, and now he lives there. Like, that's you know, so Quest Aside kind of has that vibe, so that's why I wanted to count it as somewhat of a yeah. caveat. And uh, so, so let's kind of move into the realm of um actual D and D comic books itself, whether uh-huh. they're adapting a story or they're um written by Jim Zub, but it's a Marvel comic. I know, so... I, know I know that one. <laughs> I read that one. So, Champions. Yes, a, in volume five of the Champions, there is a. Uh, it is called Weird War One. Right after Infinity Countdown, uh, they come back and they're all transported into like a fantasy world. I haven't gotten to fully read this one, so I don't know if they're transported into a D and D book or if they're just thrown into weird, weird world. And they're since weird yes, yeah, but since Jim Zub writes D and D comics, he made it like a D and D style. Yep. Thing, but like miles is like the rogue uh kamala is like the paladin uh the barbarian is brawn and like that new character that has like the wings she's the um oh my god she's one of the native american characters i'm blanking on her name but she's like the druid because she can transform into animals so that one's just mostly just because Jim Zub was also writing champions at the time yeah so he's like let's do a D thing
0: yeah but, it works that's pretty yeah, but-
1: good yeah, oh, I like that one. That was really fun from what I... I read the first issue because I needed to know what it was about, but I forget all the characters. Because <laughs> uh, just... I'm I, I, After the first volume of Champions, I was kind of out because right when they aged up Cyclops, I was like... Pfft. I was like, get me <laughs> we out of here. Yeah, I loved baby Cyclops. But let's get back into the last one, two, three books on the list that are actually Dungeons & Dragons books. Let's start off with the one that just is there. It's Teen Titans Go, Roll the Dice. What? So Teen Titans, uh, the DC released a Teen Titans young adult graphic novel um, where the Teen Titans just play D&D. Okay. But it's Teen Titans Go style. So it's dumb, it's fun, Robin's the DM and he's upset that nobody knows how to play Dungeons and Dragons and they're all just making a fool of it. So he's trying to like run like a really hard, really serious campaign and nobody gives a shit. So in, like, the last, like, ten pages or so, he decides to, like, embrace the chaos, and it gets really fun, and they all end up enjoying it, whatever. So that's just a nice little throwaway book that I wanted to just mention. Uh Because, like, it is actual D&D inside the uh, comic book. They're, like, rolling dice. They're, like, talking stats. They're making characters. There's a scene where a character dies, and I think it's Cyborg. Like, his character dies, and he just writes, like, Junior next to it, and he pops back in. Because he's like, that's not fair. You killed me. You know? So that's kind of like a fun thing that uh, D&D people do when they get pissed off at their DM. That's okay. but, uh, the last two books are kind of bigger deals, but not like huge, because they're kind of niche because they're D&D. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of them is The Last Session from Mad Cave. This came out, I want to say last year, or the year before, and it is a game that was never finished in high school, that these college students want to come back and do now to finish up their last session. But one of the players brings their girlfriend who's never played D&D before and she ends up ruining the game. So it's kind of like a teen drama meets Dungeons & Dragons fantasy where they have to resolve some issues like, you know, oh, you're just going to bring your girlfriend along and she's just going to play but she doesn't know the, the lore, she doesn't know how to play, she's just going to be here. Like, that's just... Because everybody's had that happen to them before, where, you know, someone gets a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and then since they want to be included more, you invite them to play, and then they just don't know what they're doing, and they kind of just throw off the vibe. That's kind of what that book embodies, like a real session. Right, yeah. Which is life. Yeah, exactly. And the final book that I want to mention before I open the floor to you is Die from Image Comic Books. That is a, like, legit, adult, hardcore Dungeons & Dragons comic book, but with a comic book... Twist on it, where the character, the players in the game or in the comic book, gets sucked into the world. So it, it, it ends up being this wide sprawling thing. So when they were kids, they got sucked in as well. But one of them died in the game, and they like never came out.
0: Yep, that's what. It so was. they
1: they all return back to try to finish the game and see what happened to their friend. But then it ends up becoming like a deadly game of like cat and mouse. It's uh, written by Kieran Gillen. So if you know their writing, then you know you're in for a treat. Yep, and there is
0: actually a, a game coming out for it that's tied to it. Ooh, that's cool. I did not know that. Yes.
1: That's very. Is it it's a video game fun. or like part of Tabletop
0: RPG? Tabletop RPG. Ooh, very fun. Good job. I think it's already out, actually. Yeah,
1: I think it's already out. Hmm. Yeah, I mean? it's already out. I'm going to pull up Die real quick just because on Image. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Image Comics did that one. They did about 20 issues. I don't know if they're still going, but I know they did 20 issues. Oh, it's over. They
0: already finished it.
1: Yeah, it is. Here we go. In the 90s, six teenagers disappeared into a fantasy role-playing game. Only five returned. Nearly 30 years later, these broken adults are dragged back to discover the game isn't finished with them yet. Karen Gillan and Stephanie Hans' award-winning critical hit series is collected in single beautiful oversized hardcover volume. Yeah, they released uh, 1 through 20 in a big hardcover. Yeah. But yeah, so it is like if you die in the game, you die for real. Yeah, it's like Jumanji. Yeah, it's Jumanji, but for Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah man. So uh, is there anything that you want to mention or talk about or you have any questions about? I know you're not really too well-versed in the Dungeons & Dragons kind of aspect of the uh, comic. You, you barely read the D&D comic books. Mostly I Yeah, no. Them. Oh, <laughs> Are, were you big into rpgs when you were a kid i know you currently play a, play a like, kingdom hearts style yeah, rpg but like do you play regular dungeons and dragons or no 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 have you ever had
0: any interest in actually playing no no no, I um always reason like I I, I like role playing games in general. Like I like I think I like I like mm-hmm. role playing games, just not Dungeon Dragons. I'm not a fan. I'm not a big fan of high fantasy.
1: Yeah, you're you're more of like um like sci-fi, sci-fi fan. Like sci-fi like, like if like uh,
0: what is like, it? I have I a Paragon one, for example. Like I have a Paragon one. I have yeah. the um, I have the Marvel one coming up. Yeah, Starfinder
1: you know? is the uh, official Wizards of the Coast game. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, Paizo Publishing. Wow. Uh, but Starfinder is like Star Wars. Not Star Wars, did like Star Trek Dungeons and Dragons? Right, like it, you know, you like you're you're a bunch of space people and you command a ship, or you're a bunch of pirates.
0: Right, See, that's just, stuff just space I like. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Like I like space stuff. I like it's not the high fantasy stuff I don't like. It's like I like I like aspects of high fantasy. Sometimes I just feel what would happen is that the story ends up just coming too out of control. Oh my god, this is like I'm not having fun. If this, oh, it depends. It depends really on the players, or it depends on course. how what story you're trying to tell. Yeah, of course. I mean. It's cool. Like I've never like I've tried to do Critical Role. Like I've watched a few episodes here and there. So yeah, the problem to... is they're like five hours because it's like a lo- it's like a session. Yeah, it's a, yeah, which I get. Like that's what yeah, it is. Like, but like it's roll.
1: hard to get into Critical Role if you're not already into it.
0: Right. Exactly. I'm like, like and I, just... I like
1: Critical Role, but I've only seen like half of the, the. I've seen the back half of Campaign One, the front half of Campaign Two, and like six episodes of Campaign Three. Right. But like I, I would say I'm a Critical Role fan. But like I've really? seen everything. You,
0: know? well, you don't have to, and that's the same thing. Like yeah. I'm not like I think the best way, and and, and kind of advice to people that are listening that want to get into D and D and stuff is like you can use like box machina and like um, the, the 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 animated series of the comic books to mm-hmm. get into to learn a little bit D and D, and of course you know <laughs> sorry, uh, of course there's like things like Stranger Things and stuff like that. You can mm-hmm. definitely use to like see and engage. They make plenty of like beginner set stuff. To learn and play with um, if you want to get into D&D, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there is ways to get into it. Like I said, and if you – the one rule, like my uh, my friend Amanda said, like the rule book isn't there. It, it's a guide. It's not a rule book. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's mostly just there thing. to be like you
1: can use this. But you can also just like do whatever the fuck you want because it's right. a made up fake
0: game. <laughs> right. The stat, like the only thing, like really, what's good for is stats. Like I just, um, yeah, it's good to I have think...
1: stats and rules is good yeah, to have. But like exactly. you can make up anything you want creatively.
0: Right. I um I just got the expansion for the power join. My wife got me one for Valentine's uh, on mm-hmm. Day, and then I, get, I had pre ordered the cosmos expansion, mm-hmm. uh, which gives you new ranger calls and stuff like that. And it's a bunch of stuff I saw, and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, but you can tweak things. Like, there's some stuff I like in there, some stuff I don't. Like, I don't, like, I'm not ever going to use the zero G fighting combat style, but it's there in case I need it or, like, the sword mechanism build. I'm like, no. Yeah, or
1: if someone else wants to use it, it's there. You know? Yeah. It's there, and there's rules to follow. And eventually, you know? Nebulon will be there. <laughs> <All> right. right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure that little fan book out as like a as like a backer reward or something. I <laughs> but no, it, it, like you said, d d is a fun game. Like I like. Uh, sorry, you like the aspect of a tabletop role playing game, like or just role playing games. games in general. I like yeah. role playing games in general.
0: Yeah, currently
1: I'm playing. Uh, I'm DMing a Monster of the Week campaign, which is like Scooby Doo and supernatural. um a role-playing game, you know, I, I pitch up these monsters that like attack teens or like that kidnap like a teacher, and then my players have to figure out why they were taken, what's going on, solve the mystery, save the people. Like yeah. it's D and D, but in a monster, like my favorite, like mystery genre stuff. That's fair. It's like R.L. Stein and D and D had a baby.
0: That's, That's weird, kind of what fair.
1: Monster of the Week is. So that's, what, that's the one I'm currently playing. But I've dabbled in Dungeons & Dragons for uh, at least the last, uh, what is it, 2023, almost 10 years now. I've played since 2015, give or take. I've, when I was a kid, I tried, but I never got into it until 2015. That's fair. Yeah, some things are just hard to get into with the wrong crowd. Well, of course, and again, like when it comes down to role playing games,
0: you got have that have people that want to play with it, you know. Yeah, that, you like...
1: actually have people that want to play Dungeons and Dragons. You don't want to have your friends who want to hang out and be silly, you know. Yeah, like, like it's cool do to do that, but you know, like I, I did, I, I hosted a Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons campaign, right? And me and my buddy Alex were super into it, but right. we didn't have any other players to play with that like were big into Star Wars, so obviously we invited like we invited his fiance, we invited Courtney, and we invited my boy CJ yeah and while they do all enjoy star wars they're not like terminally into it like me and alex are so i'd make these references and like alex would be like dude that's so cool and then cj would be like what the fuck is that and i'd be like well here we go and then you know i'll explain this like character and cj will go oh so i can't kill him and i'm like technically you could but no yeah (laughs) like Like, you can't kill anakin skywalker like you're not allowed if right. you want to try, you can, but... You make a swing. Yeah. It's not, it's
0: not gonna bode well yeah like I would
1: introduce, like, canon characters, because that's always so much fun. Like, I had a few characters that I made up that I do want to throw into a Star Wars book eventually, if Marvel ever
0: lets me get my grubby
1: little bits on them.
0: They won't but, let you. Nothing that's not, like, already there, except for Afro because she's gay in Danny Jones.
1: Dude, they make up characters all the time. Do they? <laughs> yeah, dude. Every fucking comic, dude. <laughs> You're, like, ridiculous. Of course they make up characters. Look at the High Republic. Get out of town. Oh, yeah. I mean, every character's new. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't say, like, if I ever get to write Bounty Hunters, I'm going to put, like, the one character we made, like, as the main character. No, I'm talking about, like, in a cantina scene, I'm going to put him in the background. Like, that's what I'm talking about. When I mean, put him in the the comic book. That's right, Marvel. That's what I'm talking about. Trust me. (laughs) Let me write Star Wars. Uh, (laughs) I'm definitely not going to make an Ortolan Bounty Hunter a main character. Nope, not me. No, no, not you, Hunter Rambler. Max Max Rebo with a gun? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Just wait. (laughs) So, yeah, so, like, you know, me and Alex were terminally into it, so, like, we'd get really excited to play, and, like, they were excited to play as well, but they didn't like the fact that I would introduce, like, Kit Fisto, because we were playing during, like, the Clone Wars. I'd introduce Kit Fisto as, like, a mini-boss, because they were playing as, like, bounty hunters. But I was like, technically, you can't, straight up murder kid Fisto, you can beat him up and you can damage yeah. him. But like, if you defeat him, you can't chop his head off. Like, cause we're playing in the canon right now.
0: Well, that's no, that's the, the that's goes you know, back to like something I said before. Like, that's the playing in the uh, a world of rules. That's our change. Like, it should never yeah, be. You can change name. certain
1: things. No, I'm not saying like canon, like to start. I'm saying like, because the way I had the story written, like, Kid Fisto shows up at the beginning, and then yeah. there's a scene that happens during like one of the episodes or one of the movies that they, are, that the characters that we had were going to interact with, and Kid Fisto happened to be there. So it's like, you technically can't kill him right now because he's part of the overarching story, you know. Yeah, and I didn't want to like did. rewrite anything. <laughs> well, that's
0: you being lazy. That's different. <laughs>
1: nah, I mean, but like, there were some characters that I was like, you can kill this guy. Like he sucks. Like, I uh, get rid yeah, of him. Yeah, lazy. Yeah, but then I incorporated characters like Greedo because I love Greedo. Well, yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I made Greedo, like, a main character in the in the thing. Like, he'd always pop up.
0: <laughs> like, oh, look, it's Greedo! Every time, like, they'd go to a new planet, Greedo was like, hey! <laughs> well, yeah, and that's, again, that's the 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 fun of of D&D, and mm-hmm. I think that's, or, or, or a lot of tabletop RPGs, like, again, we, and we're talking about D&D in general, but there's playing tabletop role-playing games that exist that you don't have to get into D&D that do the same exact concept. You know, like I told you, like, I... Oh, the there, and there are like, so many or, games
1: being created currently. There's one coming yeah. out called, like, um... Uh, Lamplighter night or something like that. There's one coming out that's um, based off Bloodborne, the video game. You know, yes. Borderlands just released one that coincided with the video game that came out. Yeah. So, like, there's a there's a tabletop role playing game for everybody.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: My favorite's Monster of the Week and the Star Wars one because I'm into Star Wars. But oh, I do boy. love me some regular Dungeons and Dragons. Give me an orc with a battle axe and, you know, <sighs> or, or a bar, or, or a goblin bard who plays with, like, maracas. Like, let's go.
0: Oh, God. Well, he yeah, plays that, the
1: bagpipes,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it then. Uh, nothing crazy. It's, guys, if you want to try D&D that's playing local shops that host D&D pickup games um check out your local comp shop areas and stuff like that they'll always have something yeah i know Uh,
1: brothers Grimm over in long island has one and there's one that's by me called um i think it's called your favorite game shop and you can go to those they'll host pickup games they host weekly things like if you come in on like a wednesday and some of the uh some of I'm oh, sorry Tuesdays they have the Adventurers Guild, which they have like a host of DMs that like let newcomers come try D and D, and you can oh, come cool. back weekly and keep playing. Yeah, so, like they have plenty of like D and D as much as as intimidating as D and D sounds it's on so paper. Hard. If you sit there and listen for like ten minutes, you'll figure it out. It's not exactly. like it, it's you just get six dice, you roll them, and you see what the outcome is. To be fair, I Harmon Quest that. did a really good job of explaining how to play it, but they played it poorly. If that makes any sense.
0: No, I get it. I uh, I always make the same uh, thing to my brother-in-law every time we play. I'm like, which dice do we need? Yeah. So,
1: but like, Monster of the Week uses something called the Apocalypse System, which is just two d sixes. Yeah. So, like, they they just roll two d sixes, and if like if it's like nine or above, it's a success. If it's like six or below, it's like a fail. Like, or not a fail, fail, but like, you know you can adjust it. But like then, regular D and D has the six dice with percentiles and the d 20s which is what you see in most I can yeah. for Dungeons and Dragons. I have the other like ones D20. Too, yeah. yeah,
0: I have those actually.
1: Yeah, and so, there's oh. some games that just play with like sixty fours, and you're like, just play with these ones. Like I mean, like the the Caltrops, mar- like the fucking... Marvel
0: one plays with three d sixes.
1: Yeah. Oh, we got to play the Marvel one soon.
0: I'm getting it when I'm getting the full book. When it comes out in Hell August, yeah. and then the, uh, yeah. September. August is a roll. F- core book and then august mm-hmm. august i think august is core book and then september is the first expansion which is the kang uh dynasty that makes sense uh so and i talked then... about a bunch
1: of my dnd games that i've played uh what have you played you you said power rangers but you're i know you're currently in like a kingdom hearts game do you want to talk about that or no that was no good. no <laughs> No, S- sorry, Mike. I tried. No, no, no. Because there's nothing I can really talk about. Like it's nothing crazy. It's just like no, but like a- you know, it's an altered game set in the Kingdom Hearts universe. That's cool.
0: Yeah, that's all. That's not exactly all it is. There's nothing more I can talk about. Like that's the. <laughs> <laughs> I do
1: not know if you wanted to share a fun story, and you know, no, I was going no. off about
0: nonsense. Yeah. I wanted no. to give you opportunity to talk about your D and D. No, like I, I'll <laughs> talk more about like. The, really, The big thing I want to talk about, like, eventually later mm-hmm. on is when I get the uh, the Power Ranger one. I'm still like in the process, I I have mm-hmm. the books, I haven't started the game yet. Um, yeah. I got the core book, and like I said, my wife got me the uh, expansion for fall or for Valentine's Day, so I read that over, and that was really cool. And mm-hmm. then I got the I just got the PDF of the Cosmos, uh, Cosmos to the Stars or something like that. It's called mm-hmm. um. Which gives you a whole bunch of stuff, and that, that geared me up to do a lot more, because it gives you more villains. Because I am yeah. bad at making up villains. Like, watch well, pa- uh, But also, all things
1: considered, Power Rangers villains are, like, wacky. Like, this one's a taxi cab, but this yeah. one's, like, the emperor of prism space. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like... <laughs> like, sometimes Power Ranger villains are obviously the one-offs, but, like, Ecliptor. But then you have, like, <laughs> the fucking garbage like can like oh, okay. yeah. yeah it's <laughs> like
0: yeah you have like Pudgy pig and then you have like
1: what's that you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. like, you have, like you have scorpina i think that's what her name is and yes. then you have zed and then you have pumpkin patch like okay yeah. this one's obviously an outlier
0: yeah exactly that's that's exactly what that yeah. is so yeah no it's cool like the new stuff coming with a bunch of stuff so i can't <sighs> wait to play that when it comes out
1: yeah, so I apologize for uh, switching up the schedule by accident. I was uh, I was going to sleep last night, and I was like, oh, we need a topic for the podcast. And I was like, oh, the D&D movie comes out next week. I was wrong. It comes out on the 31st. Yeah. March has been a very busy week for a very busy month for movies. We had Scream, Cocaine Bear was at the end of um, February into March. We have Shazam. We had, uh, what was it, Ant-Man? Not Ant-Man. Um, the March is busy and I, I, I just mixed up the release dates. We should have done a Shazam episode, but we'll do a Shazam episode next week and a spoiler cast the week after that. Yes. Yeah,
0: so right. <laughs> we'll jump into our books of the week, guys. We have uh, a couple of books to talk about. We have starting off. We have no one from, I want to say Boom Studios, but from Image Comics. Oh, hell yeah. More it radiant. Is, it's the a tie to the radiant universe. massive verse. Sorry. It also has a po- podcast tie in. It is a uh, a Toku Nuar story uh, set in the Massive Universe, uh, tied to a mystery that's taking place while Patton Oswalt does one of the voices. One the the it's Patton Oswalt and some other famous actress are doing the voices of like reporters that are following the story of this character um, through the book. I'm looking up so, the massive
1: verse podcast now to it's see. It's not out.
0: It's not up yet. It's not going to oh, be out okay. until after because the book comes out Wednesday. It's not going to be up until after that. It's going to be up the either Friday or the following week. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, here we go. No one is expanding the massive verse yes. in 2023 with a comic book podcast and AR game. Yes.
0: Man, I only care about the podcast part of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm trying to see who the podcast. Uh, oh, the podcast is titled "Who Is No One." Oh, yeah, it's directed by Higgins and his Black Market narrative. Uh, it sound supervision, blah blah blah. Oh, here we go. It'll star Rachel Lee Cook from She's All That's That and Pat Oswalt, who I wrote Minors, kind of Oswald. who wrote Minor yeah. Threats, as reporters for the Pittsburgh Ledger. They play Julia Page and Teddy Barstow, respectively. <laughs> I love that Pat
0: Oswalt's name is Teddy. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome i'm definitely gonna listen to that that sounds fucking super cool yes and then you have lazarus planet revenge of the gods uh written by g willie wilson and mike conrad and all i thought IC the omega
1: and. for that already came out so, so this planet. is a
0: spin out of lazarus planet of oh, her, oh her, so her dark, it already, already finished dark. and this is doing yes. more okay yes. I, I thought it um, ended <laughs> fate of, and it spins out of dark fate um mm-hmm. which allows which shows like all the gods all the old gods are killing people randomly mm-hmm. and now that's what's now that's what um, Wonder Woman and Billy have to figure out how to stop it.
1: Oh, good! Incorporate Shazam. He needs more stuff before the movie comes out this
0: weekend. Yeah, <laughs> um, there is Superman Lost, written by Christopher Priest, which is the like kind of like book everyone's been talking about. It's Superman goes on a mission, disappears for five minutes, and comes back. And for everyone else, it's been five minutes, but for him, it's been twenty years. What? Yeah, What is out- this book? Is this, like, a canon? No, 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 it's not. It's it's out of canon. Is it a black label, or is it just uh, a No, a book? it's it's just a book.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, 10-issue miniseries launching tomorrow oh,
0: – technically what? today as a release? Yes.
1: Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even yeah. hear
0: about this book. Yeah, I, I've heard about this for months, and people are like, yeah, I want that book. I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. I
1: mean, it sounds like a fucking dope idea. Like, I love Superman when he's, like, just – comes back and he's like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta teach the world about Superman again. Well <laughs> no, no, no. he's was only gone for five minutes. Like he left the house Yeah, but he and... comes back and it's twenty years later. No no
0: he's been gone for twenty years. It's still only been five minutes. Oh, I'm sorry I misheard you. That still sounds really cool though. Like, yeah, like he's been like he's been gone twenty years. It's only been five minutes in time. He's got like a new wife and kid <laughs> no, like he, comes back he doesn't remember anybody. Like everyone, like seems different to him because it's been twenty years since they last saw him. Yeah, so he, he doesn't know. Like, yeah, he, no, he obviously he remembers like Lois and stuff, but like some D-list characters, like he, he might remembers not remember. Them, but it's like for him, it's been twenty years, so he's like, "What the hell happened?" And like Batman's like, "Oh, it's my fault." And yeah, so it's Batman's oh, fault. interesting. We love it when it's Batman's fault. Yes.
1: Batman's gonna be like I was testing this thing that would get Superman out of commission.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, no.
1: <laughs> I tried to break his spirit by sending him away for only five minutes in our time, but it was twenty years. So if we up it to twenty minutes, it'll be fifty years, right? Like that's that's kind of Batman shit right there. <laughs> I, I know, right? <laughs> and oh that, and that, and uh so you got a chance to read it.
0: Like, did you love it or like what's I read the ago? Ago. I read about two months ago. Well, yeah, because you guys get the um It's from Luna. So I yeah, read, yeah, like yeah. uh they give us uh they send us like stuff every once in a while. Yeah. Um it's good. It's I like a it a lot. <laughs> it's, no, so,
1: no, like, it's really cool.
0: They give, them, oh, they, they give us on the website. They can go here. Here's a login. Go read it.
1: Oh, read, and, uh... dude, I
0: already read I already read Superboy Man of, uh, Man of Tomorrow already. I read it tonight. Nice. Who's doing the uh art on this book? I'm not sure. Sorry. Let me go back and uh, uh Oh, I got it. Carlo
1: got... Pagulon.
0: I'm sorry. If I the art cool. the name. They also it's... help
1: with the plot. Good job, Carlo.
0: Yeah, and it, it's Christopher Priest
1: who wrote it. So yeah, well, Priest is a crazy person. He we didn't. love Priest. I like We Chris. love Chris Priest, but you're crazy, man.
0: <laughs> some of his stuff's really good. Some of his stuff I'm not crazy but like, I, I
1: love their Deathstroke, but I did not care for too much of their um, uh, U.S. Agent book. But that's because I don't know who the U.S. Agent is, so I don't know if that's it fair. was like a hardcore piece on U.S. Agent. That's and, right. Because like, reading Deathstroke, I was like, this is a hardcore Deathstroke fan book. Like, if you love Deathstroke, this is like your book. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Chris Priest does like character studies. And then uh, finally is Hellcat, written by Christopher Cantwell. This new oh, this the one never... with the ugly logo. Yes, uh, yeah, we we love our up and coming nobody, Christopher Cantwell. <laughs> we, we love him. I'm glad they got another book. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, some names, some some new names pop up, and they're here for a minute and they're gone forever. It's crazy that he keeps getting books at Marvel, no. <laughs> no, <there's laughs> which is <has> no experience <laughs> on Doctor Doom. <laughs> So he'll we'll never live it down. I can't wait I to just one day speak to him and tell him that we're
0: stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so we have that. We have Christopher Cantwell writing Hellcat, which is really cool about the book. It does spin out of the last Iron Man run. Oh, and on top, of th- on top of that, it does tie in some of her like old school Millie of the model issues that she was in. Oh, awesome. I love see, Back in Silver. Can't well knows what's up, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a murder mystery. It's a horror, it's a horror murder mystery story. It's just got a bad logo. It's a bad logo. <laughs> and finally, we are talking about excellence number one. <gasps> yes. yeah. I only bring it up because of you. So it's a sequel to the last one. No, I was gonna say it came back, right? Yes. It's it's like so the, the original one. one was what, five issues? Yes, this is gonna be oh, another okay. five, I think.
1: Very cool. I don't know. It's the same title. I don't know why they just didn't continue it. But nice.
0: Would I get why? Like because of the time period, like uh, the between. Um, yeah. Now tell two. me, does this one talk about Krakoa? No. <sighs> <sighs> one day they, they said the the excellent books will never. They will never be part of the. Uh, they don't
1: have to be part of it. They just have to mention that X Men have their own island and they're not invited.
0: Yep. Nope. They because they're, <sighs> they're not allowed to be part of the continuity of Krakoa. Is it because they're
1: too just fucking weird?
0: Yeah, that's why.
1: That's fair. I mean, the books itself were like when they were brought on for X Force. Everybody was like, "What the fuck is this big brother ass X Force book that they're doing with Dupe?" Like, yes. what is this? Like, because all those one or two of those characters were actually from X Men comic books, and then all of a sudden, like they just bring in these like fucking nobodies, like fat with a ph. And this, oh, like, yeah. Wolves Bane ripoff. Like, it's just nuts that and I'm so glad they continued the books. I love the ecstatics, excellence, X-Force nonsense.
0: No, nah, it's funny. It, it's
1: it's oh, yeah, So this one you. picks up where the other one left off? You have yeah. This, Michael Allred <laughs> and, oh, my God, who's writing it? They just write these for me. Like, yeah, I, for I'm the one person who gets these books. They write them specifically for me because I love stupid, fun, trippy nonsense.
0: Because you do. And that's what I that do, is, man. I do. And guys, that is it for our episode this week. Sorry, I'm typing something out for Hunter for later. Uh, yeah. That is it for our episode this week. Can you check out. Uh, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, AndrewsCom. Peter Milligan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to pick up this week's. Uh, sorry, my daughter's trying to chew the friggin' cable. I just this year. week's previous video and any releases. Follow us on Instagram at Andrews underscore Comics, the podcast, Instagram at and Twitter and Androids Amazing for update uh, news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And as always, support your local comic shop. And have a nice night, guys. Enjoy. It's gonna be like crappy for the next couple of days, so bundle up and uh, listen to the podcast and catch up.
1: Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> the
0: the person who's running through all the episodes and there aren't issues. Uh,
1: episode sixty. We see you. Keep going. Yes, and thank you. <laughs> yes, and thank you. All right, guys. Peace.